Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, what's up and welcome to Serious Issues, a weekly comic book podcast coming out of King's Comics in Sydney. My name is Levins. My name's Siobhan. And every week Siobhan and I get together and we read 400,000 comics. That's just so many. And we tell you which of the three comics that come out this <laughs> week that you should actually be reading. Um, on today's show, we uh, are going to delve deep into uh, the fatigue that comes with reading way too many DC titles each week. Yeah. Uh, we uh, reveal the, the new ROM series. Rom is back and everyone cares, apparently. <laughs> um, plus, another chapter in the ongoing saga that is Civil War 2. Can't wait. And uh, plenty of other genuinely great comics as well. Yeah. Um, if you like you would like to pick up any of the comics that we talk about on the show today, you can do so at kingscomics.com mm-hmm. or come into the store, 310 Pitt Street, Sydney. We'd love to see you. We definitely would. I'm always there. <laughs> I sleep, live and eat there. Um First things first is the name of our first segment on the show in which we review all the number ones that came out in the last week. And there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven of them that we picked up. And five of those were DC books. So uh, let's deep let's dig deep into the uh, DC Rebirth titles. We'll start with the actual Rebirth titles. Uh, Regular fans of the show will know that uh, the term rebirth means very little when you see it <laughs> smacked on uh, a number one. It's like an interlude between the new 52 and the, the new state of the DC universe. It's just um, a wrap up to let yeah. you know what's going on. If you, for some reason, haven't been reading Red Hood and the Outlaws and you desperately want to know what's going on, we got the comic issue for you. Well, Red Hood and the Outlaws was the immediate worst comic that got published during the New 52. Mm. I remember when New 52 started, it was all the all the outrage was over because uh, it was a team of, of Red Hood mm-hmm. and then you had uh, Starfire mm-hmm. who had sex with both the male characters in the first issue. Just everyone. Just everyone. Mm. And, uh, and and what's his name? Um, uh, Red Arrow. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Sparky or something stupid. <laughs> I'm so bad at DC stuff. Arsenal? Yeah, Arsenal. Yeah. Sparky. He was speedy. Speedy. <laughs> <laughs> then he, then uh, he did heroin. Uh, so... I don't know. Apparently, it stayed all the way through till to fifty-two issues. Yeah, people um, love it. Okay, right. Well, good, good for them. Uh, <laughs> I am a fan of Jason Todd. I think um, the Under the Red Hood, um, the series was a bit of a mess when it when it when it when it was um, out through the Batman series, you know, a decade ago or whatever, mm. the Judd Winnick written series. Um, but I actually really like the streamlined version of it that uh, they turned into an animated movie. I think it's one of the better. DC animated movies under the Red Hood, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's the version of uh, 
his origin story that we get given in uh, that's you know it's kind of canon now. Um, he, he you know uh, Jason Todd, aka Red Hood, uh, when he is Robin, he's the second Robin, and he gets killed by by Crowbar, by the Joker, and then gets revived uh, through a Lazarus pit. What I find really funny is that they've choose they, they you know choose to keep as they keep up, updating the story is that um, Jason Todd is stealing tires. Wasn't that always the thing? Wasn't yeah, he always that's, stealing that's the, the Batmobile tires? Why do they keep that? I, I know, like, tires were a hot commodity in the 80s. <laughs> but who the fuck is around stealing tires? Especially because it's, like, the Batmobile. There's way more, like, expensive things that you could be stealing just off the Batmobile than it's tires. Yeah. You just really want to, like, inconvenience Batman. That big bat emblem on the front. That'd yeah, be- that'd be worth heaps on the black market. Um, I don't understand why the fuck is stealing tires. <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's a tiny quibble. Because... Uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, number one, Rebirth, um, written by Scott Lobdell, um, who is someone that, like, you know, I definitely appreciate him as a Batman writer. He's certainly been doing it for years and years. He's mm. more more so the, uh, you know, the kind of side characters of the Batman universe. Um, He's not my favorite writer. No. Um, and so I went in this with uh, pretty low expectations, given how much uh, everyone shat all over the uh, New 52 run, at least when it started. Um, art on this one was by Dexter Soy. And uh, I actually really enjoyed this issue. Yeah, it was a good issue. The art's really nice. The color palette is really, um, really cool. Yeah. So, and it's less about the outlaws. It's just it's a you know it's a kind of retelling of of Red Hood's um, story, how he how he came to be the the Red Hood, and mm. what what his relationship is with Batman, where he's always trying to approve himself. He's like you know the, the forever prodigal son who mm. just can't can't be seen as a good guy in Batman's eyes, no matter how much good he does, and. Uh, you actually are kind of introduced to him as potentially a bad guy again in this mm. issue. And I, I mean, I fell for it. Totally. And when I switch it around at the end, it's, 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 it's a quite a satisfying level of, uh, of depth in this that, you know, it, this is just a really fun, fun book. And I guess I'm going to be reading a Red Hood and the Outlaws book from now on. Yeah. I'm excited. Cause do we know who the other outlaws are going to be yet? Yeah. It's, it's Bizarro and Artemis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to suck. Well, you don't like Bizarro? I love Bizarro, but I cannot read more than one issue in Bizarro speak at right. a time. You know what I mean? Like, I love the, like, it does in, my head in. In All-Star Superman, how not only is there Bizarro, but there's Zabaro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bizarro, Bizarro. <laughs> Real good stuff. Morrison. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, maybe the outlaws are going to show up and shit all over this party. That's a term, right? <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I, 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 I like this iteration of, of Jason Todd, and I, I, I think that his 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 the place his place in the world always trying to prove himself. To, I know, to and his he's father, always that man yeah. is, is is quite not relatable, but like you just understand where he's coming yeah, from. Yeah, and, and you feel so strongly for him, especially because he's in such stark contrast to like Dick Grayson. You know, who's like the golden boy yeah. and who everyone loves and everyone wants to be or be with. Hey man, Batman punched him in the fucking face in, ba- in, in Court of Owls, remember? Oh, yeah. That's he punched true. his tooth out. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, again, DC just knows how to do the Batman universe this yeah. time around. Um, do they do the rest of the universe that well? We'll mm. find out later. Mm, um, when we get to a new segment I want to call The Drop Zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also got number one issues of uh, quite a few other DC titles. So, mm-hmm. Siobhan, you want to pick which one we want to talk, to, talk about first? Well, let's talk about Nightwing. It's a good week for Nightwing. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, do you think it's a good week for Nightwing because they announced they're making a statue of his bottom? Yes. <laughs> I like it. I like it mostly because the statue is like from behind and he's sort of looking around and doing like a sexy shh finger. Yep. It's my favorite. I'm I'm buying that statue. 
Amazing. It's going in my bathroom. Um, so Nightwing number one is uh, written by Tim Seeley, who co-wrote the Grayson run with um, with Tom King. Mm-hmm. And uh, art on this one is by Javier Fernandez. Fernandez. I really like his art in this, actually. Yeah, really good. Um, I was not as keen on... I actually really liked the Nightwing rebirth issue um, a Better lot. than this? Better than this, yes. <clears throat> um, you're about to tell me otherwise, huh? No, no, no. I also... I. Um, I, I liked this issue though as well. I thought it was good. Yeah, I mean the best, the highlight of this issue is his uh, relationship with Barbara Gordon, yep. aka Batgirl. Mm-hmm. More on her a bit later in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, literally next comic we talk about. Uh, but I mean, I, I guess I don't know the the him kind of still being a double agent, even though he's left Spiral, which is who he was working for in Grayson. He's mm. still an agent of. You know, pretending to be under the power of the Court of Owls or the Parliament of Owls, mm-hmm. and and so the Court of Owls are not just based in Gotham; they're they're worldwide, and so this sends him to Moscow, yeah, ho- home of the circus, and uh, he so he he fits right in. And then there's a new guy that he has to work alongside as part of the you know the the Owls deal, and uh, called Raptor, which he, is cool. He beats the shit out of Grayson straight away. And uh, tells him at the end, everything Batman taught you is wrong. He's going to teach you how to be a fucking cool guy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess uh, I wasn't ready for this to get so convoluted immediately. Yeah. I mean, I slightly I slightly wish this just didn't have to do with the Court of Owls because I feel like they are needlessly complicated and yeah. annoying. Yeah. There's so got that many of them. I know. Like, just send him off on a mission. I liked it. You know... I just wish things could be like they used to be with the Chuck Dixon run where he was a police officer and then he also yeah. solved crimes on the side. Put him, to blood, cool. put him in Bloodhaven. Yeah. Is Bloodhaven part of DC Universe anymore? I don't know. Is it unused? you get blown up? Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm still going to stick with this series just because, uh, like you, I'm a big fan of Nightwing. Yeah. And Tim Seeley, Tim Seeley has shown that he like understands the character oh, and he 100%. knows how to write there's, him. There's no evidence of of, 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 that, of otherwise. You yeah. Know, he, he, it's a... Uh, he definitely knows what he's writing. I just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I was ready for this to be the first Nightwing plot in this new run. Totally, yeah, I feel that. It's it's strange that like you know I'm, I'm going to talk about Detective later. Where you know you have the the bat the bat family who are still in Gotham, but they mm. they have sent quite a few of the bat members or women, you know, in particular Nightwing and Batgirl, just completely mm. out of not just Gotham but out of America. Yeah, totally. And they're the key ones, surely. Let's talk about one of those titles right now. Batgirl number one by Brie Larson and Raphael. Brie Larson? Brie Larson. Fuck, sorry. Brie Larson. (laughs) She's on my mind after uh, she got cast as Captain Marvel. I so love that casting. Yeah. Well, we just have to hope that like Marvel comics don't completely fuck up Captain Marvel's name before the movie comes out. What would they do to it? I don't know. Maybe make her the complete bad guy in their massive event happening right now. Is that a thing that they're going to do? Not as in Captain Marvel. Like... uh, do you, reckon, do you reckon Captain Marvel... We can, oh, we can talk about this in the, okay. in the Marvel section. Um, Batgirl, number one, uh, Hope Larson, sorry, who have really been enjoying uh, her writing work on Goldie Lance um, and uh, Raphael um, Albuquerque, uh, who you may have seen on American Vampire mm-hmm. or Huck recently mm-hmm. with Mark Millar. Um, this one, this arc is called Beyond Burnside, and even though we see uh, Batgirl in Gotham before Nightwing goes to Moscow... Um, she wasn't she, there. She wasn't there because she's actually in Japan. Yeah. She's in uh, Hokkaido, I think. Nagasaki. So this is very much sort of her her gap year of training. Yeah. So this is yeah this is her doing a little road trip, um, Okinawa in, in in Japan. She is now, but she's going to apparently because the, by the end of the ep- uh, issue she's going to be sent to Singapore. It looks like. Mm. So uh, she's going to do all the Asian countries. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
I uh, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was um, not specifically written for someone of my age. No, I mean I like I like that Batgirl is being aimed specifically at like a younger female audience. Yeah. I think that's really cool, and I really I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it was really good fun. I really like because um, I think we're used to seeing Raphael Albuquerque doing quite sort of gross. violent, yes. gross stuff, and this was such a like cool poppy, like almost like pop art look for him. Like there's all the sort of um, the backgrounds are all dotted and, you know, I, I yeah, definitely. thought that was really cool. I also just love Batgirl's costume now. It's so good. Yeah, it's so much better. It's so much better. The Batgirl costume and the sort of um, Spider-Woman costume that's quite similar. I like that. I like that vibe of like, it's a jacket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a totally. jacket that does up. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, I don't know. I mean, I mean, this is definitely her facing threats that she's not seen before. I love the parallels of uh, her meeting. Um, well, she goes to Japan in order to meet... A, uh, I guess a Japanese alternate version of of Batman. Uh, she's an, a 104 year old woman who used to used to fight crime as the Fruit Bat. In mm-hmm. fact, she even shares the same, um, like the year she was active was the same year that Batman was created in 1937 or something. Cute. Whatever. It was. If I'm wrong, don't don't take away my comic book reading <laughs> license, please. Um, and oh uh, yeah, and then, then there's a kind of a, a bigger threat at play. She's got some old friend with her and. I really like this. You know, it's, she's she's headstrong, but she's also ready to learn. Absolutely, I think that's a pretty important element to to, to Batgirl. No matter which uh, character is being Batgirl at the time, there mm-hmm. is you never really meet a Batgirl who's completely he- like you know headstrong. Who's arrogant? And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, goes without saying that we're we're sticking on this. Absolutely, I think this is like a fun start to what could be like a really classic Batgirl run. Um, what would you say are the other Batgirl runs? If if you, someone wants to jump out, because you and I do not meet in the middle on this one. I love um, Brian Q. Miller's uh, Batgirl run with Stephanie Brown, mm. and you do not. I like. Um, I can't even think of who the uh, like the Adam Beechin. I guess um, was that who wrote it? The all the Cassandra Kane stuff. Sure. That's all my favorite stuff yep. because I just think she's like the coolest Batgirl. But I also really love um, probably my favorite like classic. Babs Batgirl story is just the year one. But, uh, oh Batgirl my god, I love Batgirl year one. Amazing. Who did art on that? Is that Marcos Martin? I think so. Yeah. Oh man. So Batgirl good. year one. You should go out and get it. So real good, real good read, real fun. Um, all right, over to Titans, um, written by Dan Abnett with uh, art by Brett Booth. Um, we thought the rebirth issue of this was kind of cool, I guess, but you did not like the art one bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm never going to be a Brett Booth fan. He's, you know, very much a, a, pro- a product of the 90s. Absolutely. With the, the sketchy kind of uh, Jim Lee-esque corners and on every pointy character. faces. Yeah, yeah. Very pointy, isn't it? Very pointy. Um, I, uh, I, 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 so I, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, the fatigue. I've never read this many DC titles at once. Mm. And uh, I can do this with Marvel because Marvel really, you know, I feel like... Only three books feel the same when you're reading like a bunch of Marvel books each week. I suppose. Like not even the three Avengers titles even feel like you're reading from the same well. Mm. Um, Whereas, you know, there's just like this almost... I mean, there's definitely like, you know, obviously like Batgirl doesn't feel like anything else about it. But a lot of these books that are certainly ones that I would not normally read just feel like like Titans and Green Lanterns and... yeah. They There's, just feel like they're all written by the same person. Like, yeah. I mean, I think one of the problems that DC has had, especially during the New 52, was they really tried to, like, ape what Marvel did in, like, the 60s and 70s and had, like, a house style. And right. I don't think it works especially well. And I don't think the house style that they chose is especially good. Um, and so I think that comes across in books like Green Lanterns and 
even something like Titans. Yeah, especially when you get like, I mean, Dan Abbott isn't, isn't a younger writer at all, but he's, you know, yeah. one of those writers that's just very capable at doing what he's asked to do. Mm. And I feel like he's, you know, he's not really straying too far from that mark writing this book. Um, no. I did like the reveal of uh, Abracadabra at the end. That was fun. Spoilers. Abracadabra's in this. Uh, a great, uh, is he a, um, what's his name, uh, creation? Perez? Um, oh, I actually don't know. I don't know. I'm probably wrong. I think that... Um, Don't write in if you know. <laughs> I want it to be a mystery forever. Um, I mean, people... Like, this was this was probably one of our best-selling books at King's um, for this week, and it's been one of our highest-selling so rebirth surprising. titles. It's because people love Wally. People are so excited that Wally West is back. And DC fans, I feel, have more of a tendency to stick with a book because of a character. Yep. Like, you never really hear... Marvel fans being really cranky and being like, well, I have to keep collecting Captain America even though he's Hydra now. People just drop it, sure. you know? Whereas DC fans will be like, I have hated Batman for five years and I have every issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I I mean, and there was, there was definitely a part of me that was kind of like, it's cool to see the gang back together. And I like that there were scenes of them hanging out in a sort of proto-Titans Tower kind of thing. Um, but there wasn't... I mean, I wish someone. I wish someone would write Donna Troy, right? Yeah, she, or good I, she at was, all. She was not not featured very well in this. She's at all. just like a slightly sassy woman with bad memory. Yeah, and Roy Harper is not much better either. No, at least, yeah. I, a- I really, I really hate. I really, of all of the new Fifty Two redesigns, I think his like backwards cap and wrap around sunglasses and tattoos make me the angriest. It's so dumb. His dialogue <laughs> in this is 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 pretty. Just pretty ridiculously stupid as well. Yeah. Um. I, I wish I I should have uh, I, I should read this with a highlighter so I can find all the ridiculous stupid things that uh, that he says in this. But it's extremely uh, dated. You know, old old man writing d- young dialogue. It is a little. It would have been. It would have been cool. Um. For a book that people have such affection for and that people are so excited about to get maybe a younger creative team. Not even younger. Just more. More good creative yeah i mean i feel like this is a title that kind of needs someone to just kind of go okay all right i know what those characters are and then just do something completely different yeah you I, need don't, to- I don't really i mean I've, I've kind of you know read a few new teen titans and then some titan stuff here and there i don't really have a fondness for it that much no mm. i mean a lot of people do it's one of the most revered old it's classic dc titles is it right um yeah but, like, but you don't, but do I you want to see them retread old shit or no no what i would love i would love if they came in and like back off burnside at it you know like just got a creative they team who had... They all have Twitter accounts they now. They all are on Twitter. <laughs> um, no, God, it'd be like the McKelvey, Gillen, Young Avengers, which I did not like. Oh, see, I um, love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, just someone someone who has a bit more of a vision for the book and would do something a bit cool and different because that's what the original New Teen Titans was. Like the George Perez, Marv Wolfman stuff was just like... It was amazing. It was so, so different. Even the Johns run is like some of his best That's stuff That's my favourite comics of all time probably. Jeff John's Teen Titans run check um, it out guys if you it, haven't read it you really should is there going to be a Teen Titans as well as the Titans yeah there's Teen Titans as well and, and that's going to have Damien in it yeah right okay cool right. so that could be cool maybe we'll see I, I don't know who's on that but we'll find out soon hmm. I'm looking forward to uh, we should do an episode that's just pretty much ranking all of the rebirth issues from best to worst hey yeah let's do it sounds like some fun clickbait to me um <laughs> What do you call it if it's like clickbait, but then you have to listen to an hour-long <laughs> thing of two people ranting? Like the ultimate burn. Um, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. 
um, by Robert Venditti, who did a stack of stuff uh, during most pretty much just wrote lanterns from the from the beginning of New Fifty Two to the end. Yeah. Um, this is uh, all about the return of Hal Jordan to Who the cares? world. Yeah, I mean, like he's I, the I, worst lantern. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. He's the boringest. Yeah, but sometimes you got to have a boring superhero. Yeah, but you should have him like as the boring leader, and then have Kyle being a sassy cartoonist. They, oh yeah, they might be. I just I clearly missed the past. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, Rafa Sandoval are doing some pretty pretty good. Like, I mean, that's it. DC's art, classic in-house art style. Mm. I like. Mm. It's like you know, it's a it's a very easy read when someone as good as this is doing the art. Totally. Um, I like old man Sinestro using parallax powers to make himself young mm-hmm. and then uh, wearing the same outfit that Hal Jordan wears when he becomes parallax and destroys. Yep. Um, what's what's his city again? Coast city? Yeah, sure. This is a coast city. Uh, coast if, city if we're wrong, don't write, city don't write it. Don't write it. city. <laughs> um, I also, I mean, I'm, I've got terrible opinions about this comic, but I like that he's wearing white gloves again. <laughs> <laughs> I like Hal Jordan in the white gloves. That's important to me. Uh, Kilowog's in it at the end. And Yay. so are a bunch of other Green Lanterns. So it looks like everyone except Kyle. Where's Kyle at? He's a white lantern now or something stupid. What's he going to be? He was so good in the Amiga Man. Mm. Um, I don't know. What, what's going on with this? I guess I'm going to stick with it for a few more issues. I really want to drop Green Lanterns. Yeah, I think I'm dropping it. I, just, I think uh, it's done. I think, yeah. I, I, like I said, I've never read this many DC titles and I was kind of excited at the prospect at first. But it, it, like... You know, we get now. Now we're reading 10, 10 DC titles, yeah, a week, and it's a only going to get more and more. Um, but uh, yeah, it's something's going. They're coming out so frequently. I actually mm. think this double shipping again it's too much. when it's Marvel really do it, it exhausting. doesn't feel as much. I don't know why. Well, it's because it's because so many titles are double shipping, and it really does affect the quality of the books. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I want Batman twice, like twice a month. Yeah. That's great, and then Superman can be twice a month too, as well. Yeah, but. But doing everything twice a month, it's just going to exhaust people, I think. Yeah. Um, I think a few things are going to stay monthly, but I think Batgirl might be monthly, which is good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, cool. So, that is uh, all of the new DC number ones. Um, should we talk about Captain Kid? Yeah, why not? This is a new book uh, through the Aftershock imprint um, written by Mark Wade, whose name is going to be dropped two more times at the very least in this episode. Oh, yeah. He had a busy week. Um, and art by Tom Payer. No, um, he's co-writer. Art by Wilfredo Torres. Oh, my bad. Fuck. Yep, you're right. Uh, I, was, I was just about to say, and Tom Perez is, is the reason you should be picking up this book. No, it's actually Wilfredo Torres. I loved the art in this so much. Yeah, really good. Like a little bit Sumney, which is, you know, a classic because he was paired with, uh, with, with Wade. Mm-hmm. It's always a little bit all red in parts as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, a very classic style and good, um, good character work, good faces. Definitely. And um, it was cool to see Mark Wade do a, a, a creator-owned book, which mm-hmm. I've only really seen him do on that digital imprint that he runs. Um, oh, he did Irredeemable and, and mm-hmm. uh, those ones, but uh, I don't know. It was I've no, I don't think I've ever read a White Wade book in which they say fuck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I don't know why that like, was like ooh. ooh. No, totally. <laughs> it's like your dad swearing. Like, oh yeah. my god, he's uh, right, Archie. But um, oh, I can't wait to talk about Archie. Mm. Um, this is like you know they give you a, a, enough of a glimpse of this weird world of this uh this. 45 year old guy who has health problems and money problems and family problems, but with just a thought, he can uh, become a like a teenage boy superhero. Mm. And uh, no one knows ex- his secret except some girl who is also super powered and dresses like she's from the 80s. 
And then it's revealed that she is from the 80s. She's from the 80s. So I'm interested to see. I wonder if this is going to be a mini series or an ongoing. It feels like it's going to be like a six, six issue kind of. I'd one, like it if it was done. just a little one and done. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed this. I think it's a fun play on the sort of Captain Marvel superhero trope. I think that it's fun to see Mark Wade sort of getting to play around with some other ideas and not be hampered by editorial. Yeah, I wonder what his uh, writing role is. Because generally when there's two writers, one of them kind of writes the plot, the other writes the dialogue. Mm, so I, no. wonder. I wonder. I wonder. I reckon probably Mark Wade does the plot. Um, also worth uh, checking out this book is... Uh, the preview at the end of it for a book that's coming out this week that we're talking about called yeah. Animosity. Did yeah. you read that? Yeah. Marguerite Bennett and uh, Raphael Delator. Yeah. Um, Stressed me out. Yeah, this looks fucking cool. Yeah. It's about a, a bunch <laughs> of, uh, like, basically horrible. <laughs> every animal in the world wakes up and, and, and has, you know... Has consciousness. Consciousness and can speak. And uh, this is like a very eerie panel that reminds me of Why the Last Man when all the men are suddenly dead. Mm. Um of of all of like you know sixteen panels of of first you see them being animals just regular in life, then in the next panel they wake, and then in the in the, in the the third the third turn of the page they like you know respond to the humans around them. Mm. It's, it's real great, crazy. My favorite panel is when all the pandas are shooting each other, saying, <laughs> "Why did you keep us alive for so long?" So yeah, look, I've, I've been I've been a bit dubious of aftershock, um, the 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 imprint. Mm. Um, I haven't really loved much that i've read i enjoyed the revisionist a little bit but um mm. this looks like this could this could win me over i do like mm. marguerite bennett a lot too so absolutely that's She's cool um cool uh what should we talk what about else, next what Siobhan? um what else have you got on this is like your the, pile? i find do you find like i generally leave all the number ones that i don't really know of till the very end and mm. so it is like that's that's a weird fatigue in its in itself for anyone that's this, this is their first episode they've ever listened to siobhan and i now are reading at least 35 comics a week. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoy the reviews that we get where people are just like impressed by that. Yeah, I know. Like, people just go like, how'd you find the time? I just don't do anything else. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> They're like, congratulations on reading so many <laughs> comics each week. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you. I don't know if that's really praise that I deserve, but sure. <laughs> um, so let's talk about um, ROM. Which is not something I would ever have picked up if I wasn't doing this podcast. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, it fits in the same realm as the Micronauts, which is another number one that we read. Uh, you, you kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, I, was I kind a, of enjoyed I was, it. Then. I was pretty lukewarm on it. I did read issue two, which is you know says something about me and my <laughs> tendency to not give up on things. Uh, I'm not really so. This is like IDW is releasing a whole bunch of uh, comics under the that, 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 that they own the license to. They're all Hasbro toys. Mm-hmm. So obviously the biggest two um, licenses that they've got are Transformers mm-hmm. and GI Joe, mm-hmm. and uh, those two universes crossover. Every now and then. Um, and then they've recently added Micronauts, which is an old toy line that's now a comic. Mm-hmm. Rom, um, who is a space knight, who uh, was, a, was a toy in like the late 70s. Mm-hmm. And um, we've spoken about him in our free comic book day episode, I think. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they're, they're doing a massive crossover event. But Rom, was, Rom had a Marvel... Com- like Marvel putting out his comics for a while. Yeah. And um, people people have very fond memories of the Marvel um, ROM series. Yes, definitely. Because when I was like, who the hell is ROM? Everyone shouted at me at work. I remember during Bendis' Avengers run, he kind of gave little like cameos of, of oh, really? <laughs> potentially ROM joining the team, but it never actually panned out to anything. So yeah, there's a, there's a quite a famous um, battle of legal battle of who owns the rights to ROM. Uh, IDW and Hasbro have them now. And as they work towards a ginormous event, which is going to be called Revolution, in which Transformers, G.I. Joe, Mask, Micronauts, 
an action man, um, and, and probably more and more than that, Rom, Micronauts, I said them all. I think I said them all. Mm. Um, all crossover. Um, this is Rom number one, written by um, uh, Christos Gage and Chris Ryle, and uh, art, and uh, great art at that, mm. um, David Messina. Really good. Uh, so this this is a really, really beautifully um put together issue as well like really thick paper and yeah. it's a quite a thick issue as well it's only 4.99 it's quite good value and it includes it includes the um free comic book day bit at the front yeah so you get a little bit bonus yeah and you're thrown straight into the action um i don't know if this is this is necessarily for me but i certainly enjoyed it more than i thought i would yeah totally i started it and i really didn't like the free comic book day section i was like oh this is dumb and boring i'm bored of this mm-hmm. um but then the rest of the issue i really I really enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. I thought that's like a compelling threat. Roma's cool. The other characters that they've introduced, I really like. Yeah, and it turns out this entire city um, has been taken over by the Dire Wraiths, which mm. is uh, uh, aliens that destroyed all of the Space Knights except for Rom. Big mistake, Dire Wraiths. Should have got Earth. Rom first. He comes down to Earth to uh, wipe out their existence, but they've actually been masquerading as humans, so he wipes out an entire um, woman's family and everyone in their entire town. And she's like, why the fuck did you do that, you monster? And he's like, no, you don't understand. Um, they weren't your family. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll go with you, Space Knight. Um, I, uh, I I ended this going like, oh, man, I can't believe we have to read uh, this uh, revolution event really soon because I don't know if I really care about this universe very much. Um, you know, they're already, they've already got G.I. Joe characters making cameos at the end yeah. of this issue. Um, and there's a preview to Revolution's big massive crossover event at the end in which they kind of... I don't, I've never read any Transformers comics. If, if someone can recommend me like... Like a, a mini series that I could yeah. read that, 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 that that's like as good as Transformers comics could get. I want, like, you know, that could maybe. Yeah, send us your send, recommendations. Yeah, please. I'd really appreciate that. Because I um, find them like impenetrable. Yeah. I don't, I just don't understand the concept of organic robots and I never will. But, uh, and they make me angry. In this, in this little preview of this massive crossover event, Revolution, they, uh, talk about like the history of, you know, G.I. Joe doing things on Earth and then the Transformers show up. And apparently there is an event in which nearly a billion people died during the worst onslaught in Earth's history. Wow. So, I, I mean, like, Marvel or DC have never done an event where that many fucking people died. That's pretty... That's, that's a bit crazy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the fact that there are tr- still Transformers comics after almost a billion people died because of the, them <laughs> is, is baffling to me. Um, but, yeah, so I, I'm like, you know... I'm like, oh, it's cool that they're building this big universe. I don't really know if uh, I, I really care about it at all. Mm. And then I remembered um, when I got to the very bottom of my pile that I am reading the Action Man series for yeah, some reason. I'm not. I thought that issue one was kind of fun and then I read issue two and it's really, really fun. Oh, really? Yeah. I know, nice. I know we're talking about, I know we're supposed to be talking about number ones here, but please allow me to talk number twos. Please. Um, yeah. So this is uh, 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 like labeled the road to revolution because mm-hmm. Action Man is going to be part of this big crossover event as well. Um it's written by John Barber and uh, arts by Paolo Villanelli. And basically, like, the original beloved action man dies in battle and then some, you know, dumb kid has to be his replacement and he's trying to prove himself. Cool. Um, and it feels, like, a lot like a, um, you know, like a teen superhero book or, like, you know, even like a Nightwing or a, mm. or a um, Tim Drake Robin comic. Um, where you just have you know this one kid with everything like he's he's smart enough but he has everything to prove and the whole everything that he's part of is against him and uh, yeah it's just like a really fun fun romp if 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 you are like 
you know, have no interest in uh, in in this big IDW crossover event, but love throwing money away and want to get brought into it somehow. Action Man might be the ticket for you. So yeah, nice. that's uh, Action Man number two and uh, Rom number one. Will you be continuing on Rom's adventures, Siobhan? I actually will. I think I'm going to definitely check out issue two of Rom because <coughs> oh it was um, it was good fun. I cannot wait to tell you in the, at the end. Of, well, after we review that, it will be like, yeah, we shouldn't have stayed on for this. <laughs> that's my prediction. <laughs> I think uh, so. Like I said, not for us. Definitely for some people, and that's fine. Absolutely. But uh, you know, not if you really, love not Rom, really in probably. our realm. Be for you. Um, Top Cow, the uh, weird. Imprint of image that mm. image embed like you know bought years ago or something like that. Yeah, um, uh, they put out a, a book this 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 week, a, a brand new number one uh, called Me- Mechanism by uh, Raphael Ianco. And I didn't um, read it. you didn't read this one because no, I, I don't remember what fucking happened. <laughs> he he wrote and drew and coloured it. Oh wow! So that's that's uh, that's very impressive. And that is extremely impressive. All props for that. And the colors look amazing. Um, this is about a uh, future society in which the machines have taken over. What? Um, I've never heard of such a thing. And uh, there's like um, a guy who's working on these droids that are, that are gonna like. Oh wait, no, the machines haven't taken over. They get invaded by like weird. Um, Weird aliens, which is also a premise that I've never read before. I've never heard that. But then the guys are making machines that will take over. Look, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) It's a science fiction comic, you guys, and it's kind of interesting, but am I going to read issue two? No. It looks very like Top Cow House style. Yes. Which. Although, what's his name? Paul Dini wrote this crazy series. I see he did like two four-part minis. Hmm. I'll try and look up what it was called. Um, for for a future issue um, of uh, of serious issues, um, and that was my first introduction to Top Cow, and I really really like those stories. All right, yeah. So Top Cow is capable of doing some great stuff. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure people Just like, like the stomping their fists. They and do saying, sexy boobs. Yeah, they do very sexy Top Cows. Mm. <laughs> um, here's the surprise of the week. Predator versus Judge Dredd versus Aliens. Ooh. That's not me asking your opinion on three <laughs> massive franchises. That is the coming together of uh, these three franchises for a collaboration between Dark Horse and the King of Crossovers, IDW Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, it has to be said that the reason you should pick up this comic, just like uh, I was praising the Kong series that came out two mm-hmm. weeks ago, the art on this by Chris Mooneyham mm-hmm. is so fucking great. So cool. Um, it's like... Just a little bit sketchy, but like just really intricate and mm-hmm. and like cartoonish, but but so like I don't know. It's just it's very very solid. And he draws such a um, menacing dread. Yeah, like just the perfect like sassy lip curl. Yeah, so this it. is this is set in in Dread's universe, mm-hmm. and um, the, the predators in come to, to come come to Dread's universe, mm-hmm. and one of them is killed by um. Some uh, rogue figures in uh, some bad guys in, in the in the Dread universe, and then uh, they invade uh, the Predator's ship, and they uncover an alien skull, and then uh, it looks like they're going to cross, like you know, they're going to use crazy technology to uh, to experiment on the alien skull, and, and and maybe try and make their own aliens, um, and then we see which uh, always turns out extremely well. Yeah, great. Um, and then Judge Dredd's in it, and Anderson, and all the other Dread, all the other judges. It's a bunch of fun. It's a bunch of fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, it's really late, guys. We're, do, we're doing this a lot later than usual, <laughs> and we read a lot more comics than usual. That's a lie. They read exactly the same as the last it's two weeks. Comics, it's way yeah. too much, you guys. I'm dying. Many. Please send help. Um, now, this was a fun comic, though. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. 
I'm totally down to read the rest of this. Fucking a. Yeah. I would like this. Should, why? Why isn't this an ongoing? Like, no. Make I this know. go to 300 issues. And it makes me want to get back into Judge Dredd. I haven't read Judge Dredd comics in a long time, and this is like reminding me of why they're so fun. Um, I would also put the Dread movie in my like top three uh, comic book adaptations so good. of all time. Yeah, that Josie and the Pussycats and whoa, all right. Josie and the Pussycats is like my number one comic book movie adaptation of all time. What's the third one in there? One of the Marvel joints. Um, I would put the first Iron Man movie and even like nah. Civil War oh, they're pretty you know I say I love for the first Iron Man movie, Iron Man movie. Uh, maybe like Batman oh right the, the 1991 mm. maybe anyway there you go guys what are that your was- top three uh, superhero <laughs> movies of all time let us know serious issues kingscomics.com maybe we'll read it out you can win a prize <laughs> some fresh fruit a fresh fruit basket sent to your door uh, and that's Siobhan's guarantee. That's my promise to you. <laughs> um, finally, we had uh, a number one this week from uh, Kaboom. Mm-hmm. We've been publishing the Adventure Time series since the beginning. Uh, they thought, hey, let's give uh, a weird um, anthology series mm-hmm. um, to Adventure Time. So this is Adventure Time Comics number one and uh, features col- um, contrib- contributions by Art Balthazar, Katie Cook, Tony Millionaire, Kate Lay. Um, are any of them worth reading? Not really. Not really. If, if you love Adventure Time. Or if you're 10. Yeah. This is a great comic for you. If yeah. You're like, if you're a 10-year-old listening, um, sorry for all the swears, first sorry. of all. And uh, then if you're like, you know, I love comics, but I can only read four pages of comic at, <laughs> at a time. And, and I love it when comics don't really make sense or matter at all in the universe. Yeah. This one is for you guys. Tony um, Millionaire is cool though. Yeah, it's like great art. What the fuck happens in that yeah, comic? Yeah, that was a confusing, that was just a confusing ends. comic. <laughs> so weird. They were just like, hey, Tony Millionaire, before you write this Adventure Time comic, have you ever tried acid <laughs> and also drunk too much? He was like, yes, yes, I have. <laughs> also, like, you know, don't just write it as you go along. <laughs> Um, it was yeah, still it was like I kind of liked that element of it though. No. Like, it just it just ends really weirdly. Like yeah. it doesn't really end. <laughs> and it didn't even feel especially like none of the none of the stories in it felt especially like Adventure Time to me. No, not at which all. It was very weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if if you want to see a bunch of uh, you know mostly internet comic or you know in- underground mm. artists just kind of draw the Adventure Time characters, uh, this is the one for you guys. Mm. Um, I read a number one from last week that I uh, that I. Didn't get around to last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, number one of Faith, the comic from Valiant, mm-hmm. of uh, the newest female superhero um, to come out of the Harbinger series, I think. And we've spoken about her in the past. She is a, a, a fangirl, um, like a entertainment writer mm-hmm. by day mm-hmm. and uh, then by night or, you know, wherever, really. Um, she is Faith. She is a superhero. She calls herself Zephyr. Um, oh, and yeah. She can fly and she can kind of move things around with her mind. Um, this is written by Jody Hauser, who wrote the miniseries that uh, just finished. It was a six issue miniseries. Um, and uh, there's three artists on this one. Oh. Um, Pere Perez, who I've not heard of, does the bulk of the book. And then Colleen Duran does the first page of the book. Ooh. But interesting to you, mm. Marguerite Sauvage oh. does every time Faith has like a little fantasy sequence. Marguerite oh, Savage how pretty! Draws an unbelievably gorgeous wow. faith in like there's like ah. several. It's like you know as she's playing Dungeons and Dragons, she imagines herself in a dungeon, and then there's another one of her like imagining herself as like an amazing. angel. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, I mean, the art throughout the entire thing is really good, and uh, you know to be honest, I'm just enjoying reading more Valiant stuff in general. Valiant um, are just killing it at the moment. Oh man. Marguerite Savage is just killing it at the moment too. She's amazing. She, I want like you know we we always talk about 
that we want her to be just given a, an ongoing. Mm. But I do like just seeing her pop up randomly wherever. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, Faith is a really, really interesting addition to the Valiant universe. Um, she's, like, considerably kind of... Uh, you know, he, I guess she's the most kind of Peter Parker esque kind of character mm. over there right now. She, you know, there's a lot of in jokes and she's um, a little bit self conscious. And there's a great, great twist in this where, um, you know, she, she goes to meet someone that she's very excited about and suddenly it all goes awry. Mm. Um, but there's there's very little superheroing being done in this. It, you know, has her like a lot of her kind of getting ready. Um, to go out and, and like, you know, just like her, her relationships with, with the people at work and her friends and her relationship with Archer. And it's mm. cool. I think you would really enjoy this. Mm. I know you've been hesitant to kind of get into the, the faith stuff, but uh, I think yeah. this, this is going to be a good series, I think. Okay. I'm we'll on board. All right. Is, but is she too, is it too sort of cute fangirl no, referency? No, it's really not because I really did not All like right. that issue of Archer of Armstrong mm. that last week with her in it, but I really enjoyed this. Okay. Awesome. Cool. I'll check so it out. So that's first things first. Well, first Cute. thing second, because I re- reviewed one from last week. It's a good number number gag, guys. Um, write in if you liked it. Serious issues at kingsonics.com. Uh, Siobhan, I'll send you a fruit basket. Yep. Um, so we're going to move on to other numbers that mm-hmm. came out. Lots of other comics. Um, again, if you want to pick up any of these comics and you live in Sydney, best place to do that is King's Comics, uh, 310 Pitt Street. Yep, kingscomics.com if you don't live in Sydney and like buying your comics on the internet. Um, so what should we do first? Should we do Marvel or DC? Should we just get DC out of the way? Okay, let's get DC out of the way. A really, really great intro to a great segment um, that we're going to be doing every week right now. There are only five extra DC comics. So we have yeah. like five number ones and then five number like threes or whatever. The Flash number three, uh, Joshua Williamson and Carmine DiGiaminico. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, continuing the story of uh, everyone in the Flash's city getting speed powers. Spider Flash Island. And uh, hopefully this isn't going to be like... I, I, I mean... Hopefully, we maybe just get one more person that, that that has speed powers forever out of this. I don't think. Uh, yeah. I think this is just, hopefully it's just like a you know a pretty short arc and yeah. you know, everything goes to shit pretty soon. Uh, I'm enjoying this, I guess. Hmm. <laughs> um, in, in particular, I'm enjoying the art. Um, Absolutely, I think the art is really great, and it's and it, and after reading a bunch of very DC looking books, it's it's quite refreshing to go to go to this book. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very different looking book, and it's I I like the story. I think it's fun. You know. I'm enjoying seeing all the different speedsters. I like seeing how they all have slightly different speed force-based abilities. Yes, like they totally. can all do different things and that's really cool and really fun. And I like, um, it's nice It's nice to read a book that feels very positive and I'm sure it'll all go to shit in a minute and get really grim dark. But, well, it um, kind of does at the end of this issue. Yeah. But you know, it was nice to sort of have that have that vibe of like optimism and Barry being like, I'm going to teach all these people and it's going to be cool. And yeah, it was nice. Nice read. There's a villain at the end called Godspeed. Is that is that a regular character in the Flash universe? Uh, no, I think that must be. Well, Brand I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But it doesn't look doesn't look familiar. Right in fruit basket. <laughs> um, Action Comics number nine hundred and sixty. This one was written by Dan Jurgens and um, art by uh, Tyler Kirkham. Uh, this was like just a you know whatever. <laughs> it's still it's still like I it's feel like it's barely battle. progressed. Yeah, yeah, the story like they're still fighting Doomsday in Metropolis. Except now Doomsday is chasing John Kent because he can sense Kryptonians. And I that's kind of, all you need to know. Really. I kind of love that this is just like one long action sequence. Mm, yeah, there were bits like there were bits I definitely really liked in it, but yeah. that's probably my least favorite thing about like Doomsday as a character is that it just ends up being one long action sequence, and I don't. Care oh no, that but much I mean, like, punching. I mean, the whole series so far. Hasn't, oh yeah, hasn't stopped. 
It's That's true. Like, you know, it could have just been, you know, contained in an hour. Yeah, and it is action comics, so I suppose it's at least doing what it says on the tin. Yeah. Um, um, and some cool Wonder Woman bits. Yeah, she shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, that was nice. Good for her. They sort of sort out the fact that it's not her boyfriend version. Yes, of course. So that was just a little bit of housekeeping done. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, now, now it, just like in the beloved Batman v Superman movie, mm. uh, Wonder Woman and Superman start fighting Doomsday. Yep. Is Batman going to show up? And kill people with a gun? <laughs> I hope so. As he is famous for doing. Um, let's talk about a DC title that I really loved this week, and that yeah. is Detective Comics, number 937. James Tinian the fourth, and art by... Holy fuck, I love this guy. Um, what's his What's his goddamn name? Alvaro oh, Martinez. I'm like... I want to just find out everything he's done and go back and read it. He's... Super he fun. Gets, he's really nailing it. He just gets the, 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 the Batman style so good and just draws all these characters. It's so fun. It's The details are so detailed. And the pacing the is background, so good. Sorry, the background is so detailed. <laughs> the details are so background. Um, and yeah, the, the pacing of it is excellent. You know what I like about the Rebirth Batman is how he's a bit stubbly all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's he, nice. He doesn't have a bat razor in this universe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Batman's been taken hostage by a, uh, a, a group of uh, militants who have decided to base their operations on the way Batman is. So it's basically an entire army of Batman. Mm. Um, Except they kill people. They kill people, just like Batman did in Batman v Superman, <laughs> beloved by all. Um, it's such a fun book. This is I really like it. I like that they've, you know, um, they're sort of building on all of the Batwoman stuff from the past and her relationship with her dad is so central to everything. And I love that. Yeah. I love that he's the bad guy. That's cool as hell. And I can't wait. I feel like, you know, we, we get little flashes of like, you know, Tim Drake really shines in this issue. Yeah. And, um, and Clayface is just like Clayface such good comic relief. So is... good. Such a good addition to the team. Yeah. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this being, I hope this is a really, really long run where, where James City and the fourth is able to kind of explore um, plots that are mm-hmm. a bit more, you know, maybe a bit more spoiler heavy or a bit more Tim Cassie. Drake heavy. Um, your, your mate Cass, orphan. Cass Kane, orphan. Um, Bless name ever. Yeah, um, orphan has a really cute moment in this in this issue too. Yeah, though. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all about this series. This is like one of my top three DC books at the moment. The Bat books are really, um, as far as I can think, across the board, really good. Yeah, really, really great. And you know, we, we've got, we've still got a few more to come. Mm. So hopefully, they keep up this uh, this quality. Mm. Wonder Woman number three, Greg Rucker and Liam Sharp, featuring a Wonder Woman who is so much skinnier than Nicola Scott's Wonder Woman. Does that does that annoy you at all? Uh, I think she's still muscular. She still looks muscular, but just her I waist mean, is so little. I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's hard. It's hard because Nicola draws like the perfect Wonder Woman, but I I really like Liam Sharp's. I mean, she is like probably a bit more sort of curvy and like pouty, I suppose. But um, I still think she looks like a warrior. Yeah. Cool. That's the important part. And the the design for Cheetah is so so good. So cool oh and my like God. The, the, her tragic story. I yeah. Mean, normally you just see her as like evil Catwoman. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, that's that's what that's the entire you know way she's done. But mm. uh, I I really love the, the 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 new level of her being absolutely just this like tragic figure that um that actually lets Wonder Woman close to her. Mm. Um, and she's so scary still because she seems so volatile and so wild yeah yeah um the art is fantastic in this i just um i don't know skinny wonder woman you're just cranky <laughs> i'm just tired it's just late um, um yeah i'm i i love um you know i thought i would love the nicola scott story so much more but i really do i i love the um this current you know liam sharp 
story yeah. as well. I think it's um I think they're really nailing. I it. love it when you turn any bad guy into morally ambiguous. Absolutely, and, and doing that with Cheetah is is a genius move. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, this is Loving definitely it. definitely a DC title you should be reading. Absolutely, Wonder Woman. Um, and now to the big DC disappointment of the week. Did you read this? Yes, I did. Future Quest uh, number I think three. I'm, you know what? What was what was the new segment of dropping things? Drop zone. Drop zone. I think Future Quest might have to go in the drop zone for me. Yeah, I'm I don't about know what's it. going on in it. This uh, Hanna Barbera. Um, it's it's, it's very messy. Yeah. Um, so the biggest bummer about this, like issue one and half of issue two, were mm. drawn by um, Doc Shana. Doc Shana. Doc Shana, and colors by Jordi Belair. We've lost both of them, and we're only three issues in. Yeah. Um, which is not we to say that have, Steve Steve Rude, Rude is good, but it looks it it does look rushed for him. Yes. Um, but the biggest problem with this is just that I don't know what the fuck story they're telling. I know. And they're just kind of like, they, they're they flitting between all these different uni- um, different uh, franchises that are coming together. But and I think there's a lot, I think they really are assuming a lot of knowledge on the reader's part. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know anything about the Herculoids and I liked that this issue did give us a lot more backstory on them. But that mm. said, I was still pretty goddamn bored during the extent yeah. of the backstory we were given. Yeah. Um, I just think, I wish that they kind of focused on on one character for a few issues yeah. and then introduced one at a time instead Absolutely. of like just suddenly spending like there there's this this issue was split in half half the issue were with were with birdman and the other half were with herculoids and at mm. no point did the two meet mm. it's just it, it may, it's two different stories and i yeah. feel like i think it's even billed as such um yeah pretty pretty weird weird issue this yeah. is birdman in the deadly distance is part 2 part 1 and then uh, the end is like, you know, Herculoids something. I don't know. And that is not Steve um, Rude doing the art. That's Aaron Lepresti, which I think is still good, but um, I like Steve Rude better. Yeah, but I, don't, I also like, I, I, didn't, I don't want this to be an anthology comic. I want I this, this big, you know, combined thing. Mm. Yeah, I, I get why you would drop this. This yeah. is. Uh, I think it's not for me, I'm going to be honest. I don't know who it's for. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Future Quest. What a disappointment. When Flintstones is the best thing that this mm. Hanna-Barbera thing is, is doing now. It's pretty that's, weird. That's a weird, a weird place to be. Cool. And that is uh, DC done. A few, a few titles dropped. Yeah, nice. Um, let me move on to Marvel. Uh, should we start with Civil War 2? We might as well. Civil War 2 is this great big event happening uh, over at Marvel right now in which Captain Marvel and Iron Man... They just cannot come to an agreement over this dumb inhuman that can predict crimes, and uh, and there's no there is no sensible way for them to talk it out. No, but they will talk about it for the entire issue, and then just not have achieved anything, and that's it. So I kind of love reading this, even though I hate it. Yeah, there were a couple of moments where I was like, "What?" It's the one comic that where I'm sitting at my desk where I'm like, "What?" Like I really, really don't enjoy reading. Like, don't, don't I don't like love the story at all or anything. Mm. Or anything any of the characters are doing. I especially hate that Captain Marvel. I feel like he's even more of a bad guy than Iron Man. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Was in the mm, original Civil War. I know. She's just like, like, why are you fucking up this character so much? But like, you know, in the lead yeah. up to her movie being Absolutely. made. I don't get it. Um, like, she's pretty much like what she's fighting for is proven incorrect. And she's like, I'm going to fight for it anyway. Mm. Here are the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, as if, as if Groot and Rocket Raccoon are like legitimate threat to Captain America and the rest of the Avengers. Yeah. I feel like half those guys that they come up against, they would be like, who the fuck are those guys? Yeah. What's, yeah. Um, um, I mean, I think. I think the reason that this comic is so readable, though, is because of David Marquez. Oh, the art like, is the art fantastic. is so, um, so I, phenomenal and exactly what you want from a big Marvel event book, I reckon. You know, like, up there with Koypel and that kind of vibe. Yeah, but the whole time we've been like, give us the, give us the you know, the, the, the side choosing. Put, mm. put, put all the characters on, on one side and all the others on the other. Um, and we get this, this in that. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want this. I don't give a fuck about no. seeing them all information. Yeah. Um, and then the fucking Guardians of the Galaxy show up. Mm-hmm. Um, at least no one died. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, and She-Hulk isn't even dead. That was cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. She wakes up from a coma. That's nice. Um, but then she kind of goes, keep fighting, Carol. Yeah. Um, yeah. Noticeably absent from the, uh, from the sides is uh, um, Falcon. Falcon Cap. Yeah. Captain Falcon. Pick a side. He, he, he kind of... Oh, no, there he is. Dora. I'm blind. Dora, he's, he's, on, he's on Iron Man's side, which is a big deal, you guys. And so is Power Man. What the fuck? He said he wasn't going to be part of this in his own book. Why did they just... Oh. No, wasn't that like the conclusion of the book? They both kind of went like, well, I guess we are taking a side on well, this. Iron Fist isn't even in this picture. Who is that big robot? Like uh, Optimus Prime? Yeah, of course. I don't Blooded. know. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, let us know who it is. Is that is that Kid Apocalypse? All stretchy and tall in the background behind uh, Cyclops? Looks like it. Good stuff, guys. All my favorite characters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Young Beast and Cyclops. Cool. Yeah. The, the X-Men just feels so tacked on I to know. this issue. I, it's just Bendis going, I wore it them once, put them in this. Mm. Um, and why is Jean Grey on the other side? It's all very confusing. Guys. Well, no, because most of the, all of the actual team of the X-Men are, 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 are pro Captain Marvel, but all of the young, mm. yeah, I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Each side Marvel has an events. Iceman though. Um, Gay Iceman versus straight Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> Which side are you going to choose, history? <laughs> um, these kind of event comics, they're not really for people that enjoy reading comics. No. Right? Like, no, they're, more for- they're not. They're kind of just like, oh, if I read one comic a year, it has to be the thing that involves every single character. <laughs> and like, I mean, there is a certain satisfaction that comes from that. And it oh, can look, be I'm, quite cool to see like, whoa, all those guys in a room together. That's cool. Like, yeah, I, I'm complaining about it, but it's still the first thing I read when I got my stack totally of comics this same. week. So, I mean, like, 
I'm the fucking problem. Like yeah, I'm, problem. I'm still reading it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen next. Um, and I really that, don't care. It feels like it's going to have no impact. But we're still going to read universe. it first yeah, as soon as you I see know. it. It's true. <laughs> um, do you think? Do you think some of the dead characters are going to be brought back to life? Like, where's? I mean, we we got heaps of roadie funeral issues. Yeah. Um, is Bruce Banner going to have a bunch of funeral issues? No, everyone's like, good job. You yeah. killed the Hulk. He was a bastard. <laughs> Which, like, I mean, fair enough, to be honest. They should have dealt with the Hulk years ago. So that's Civil War Two, guys. It was fine. We're halfway through it, I guess. Is it? Is it going to be eight issues? They generally are of these events. I hope it's just going to be eight issues. Well, it always annoys it me when it gets to like... hundred issues of Civil War 2. When it gets to like issue seven and they're like, fuck my actually, life up, Bendis. 12 issues. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, oh my god, we couldn't pack it. That was what Secret Wars did. We couldn't pack it all into eight. Mm. We're giving you nine. And I was like, oh, mad. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> a good event. That was that such was a good, good event. Though. That was good. Captain America number three, uh, Nick Spencer, Jesus, Jesus Sayers, um, and Rochelle Rosenberg. Uh, this is the, you know, very con- once con- once controversial. Now uh, totally forgotten. Now totally, oh yeah, that's just another comic. Who cares? Mm. Um, Captain America is a brainwashed Hydra agent mm-hmm. uh, because of the cosmic cube. And uh, this kind of suggests that maybe he's not as brainwashed as Red Skull thinks he is. He's not quite playing by Red Skull's rules. Uh, Can't kill the American spirit. Highlight of this issue is uh, Captain America's team crash landing on a uh, in a country that is run by supervillains, including a supervillain that does not show up enough, Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. He's so good. He's so good. He's like if Skeletor had a gun. <laughs> um, and uh, there's a few other really great cameos from just... Super villains that I wish I would see more in Marvel comics. Just like those inherently kind of goofy ones with very, very, like, you know, particular power sets. That's kind of Nick Spencer's thing, right? He loves, like, obscure D-list characters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or, you know, superior foes of Spider-Man, yeah. of course. Um, and, and even, like, Z-list on the, the current bad guys that Ant-Man has working mm. with him. Um, the... I like that Rick Jones is part of Captain America's team and the way mm-hmm. he gets everyone out of trouble on the villain um, country is really, really amusing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's enough hook here to kind of have me intrigued in what, you know, how, how Steve is going to overcome his uh, Hydra allegiance mm. and, uh, and Red Skull's brainwashing. It is, like, it is extremely satisfying how quickly everyone just, like, got over that. You yeah, know, like, you didn't care about that in the first place. You you weren't even reading comics. You don't read even two care. Comics. <laughs> um, so, uh, the, yeah, and so you end this issue like, oh, cool, I wonder what happens next, and then you turn the page. Civil War Two happens yeah. next, guys. Here comes more tie-in issues. Does Cap have a big Hydra tattoo on his chest? Yeah. You think someone would have noticed that? I mean, he's he's one of the the least shirtless uh, superheroes these days because so he was old for so long. Ah, oh, yeah, when true. he was old, no one wants to see no old man chest. I mean, I kind of do just to see what, what does it look like. You know, I always do. How hairy does he get? I think that all superheroes should be a hundred percent more shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> um, meanwhile, over at Captain Marvel number seven, this took me like three goes to read because yeah, it was just talking, just boring. It's a lot of a lot of a lot of talking going on. A lot of civil. A lot of civil, not enough war. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at least this kind of, at least the, her title kind of shows her point of view a bit more. Yeah. Like, you know, you can relate to it a bit more. Because mm. um, she was kind of, she was absolutely just a villain in in Ms. Marvel this week. Mm. Um, yeah, I really hope that, that, I don't know, it turns out Ulysses is fucking brainwashing her or something. No, I think she's just going to be like 
the bad guy of this for some weird it reason. It took a long run to fix Iron Man after Captain Marvel after, yeah. after Civil War number one. So yeah, they had to get someone good on to write. <laughs> to well, write they Captain had Marvel someone Marvel good on this. Like I actually really ended up like I, I think back to what this what this series was when it had the showrunners from mm. um, Agent Carter on it, and, and I actually really loved the universe they were growing, and it felt like it was just about to kick off, and then just bam, no, it's not. Like everything that you knew is wrong. Ben just ruins it. Yeah. Yeah. So Captain Art's Mar- really nice, though. Oh, art's beautiful in this. Captain Marvel gets a little win using uh, Ulysses' powers. And uh, then uh, then it looks like she's starting getting her team together, everyone that's that's pledged their allegiance to her to stop Iron Man or something. I don't know. Who cares? I don't know. Who cares? We care every week. <laughs> Serious issues. <laughs> Sydney's best comic book podcast. Um, any more Civil War tie-ins? God, um, did you read the New Avengers number 14? Uh, yeah. Very, very, very hard to read. There are so many characters in this. Like, yeah. they, they dedicate like two pages an issue to a different arc completely. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I enjoy the madness of it, to be honest. Um, and uh, in the end, there's a fun little reveal of... Oh, yeah. No, this is very exciting. Mm. Fucking oh, yeah. Warlock from the New Mutants shows up. That was cool. I was like, oh, yeah. That guy that I... like kind of enjoy tolerating in comics is, is here. I was like, I don't know, like kind of overjoyed to see him. He's like, if, for those who don't know, he's like a, a, a Rasta robot who <laughs> talks really weirdly. Um, it's not to love. I don't know. I don't understand how he's a mutant, but whatever. No, me neither. Uh, I was really, really stoked to see him show up at the end because it, it kind of belongs in a completely batshit crazy comic like and this. And it is It is completely batshit crazy. It's like an army of dum-dum dugans fighting... Aim who are good and, and, that, it's and all that's three pages of, of this twenty-four like page comic. It just yeah. everything is completely insane. Not not even all the members of this team are featured in this. Like Squirrel Girl and Wiccan and Hulkling and Hawkeye weren't even in it. Mm. So you know who knows what this comic is going to do next? Yeah, not me. Um, I read I read uh, Ms. Marvel issue mm-hmm. nine, also tying into Civil War. Just um, very very similar to the last issue. We get another look at. Kamala's family and some of her family's history and how that impacts her um, attitude to what's going on in the Civil War and her relationship with Captain Marvel and starting to see the crack show because her friends, her, you know, Kamala's friends are like, you're profiling us. Stop doing that. And blah, blah, blah. It's good. It's good. It's a good, um, it's a good interpretation of, you know, like it's more fun. The Civil War times have been more fun than the actual series, and it's fun to see them working through those ideas within the context of a character. Yeah, like I kind Marvel. of just wish they were allowed to just do their regular. Well, arc, yeah, I know, but you know, it's not that bad. I tapped out of uh, Ms. Marvel after the first issue of uh, Post Secret Wars. Mm. I, should I catch up? Uh, I do think it's worthwhile. I think it's consistently like such a fun book, and they keep. Um, developing Kamala really well and the art's so good and yeah I think, okay. it, I think it's worth catching okay. up on okay Civil War 2 Choosing Sides the uh, anthology book with three stories in issue uh, in this one we got a really crap Kate Bishop story yeah with awesome artwork yeah um, by Stephen Byrne but Ming Doyle who I usually like um, just not a good grasp on, on, on this character or actually well, it, was just it wasn't that it was, it was just like it just wasn't even a story yeah um, yeah just it was a lot of feelings it ended so badly um, with the Young Avengers saying, we've got this. We're hey, your best friends. Yeah. yeah. But, but the J. Jonah Jameson story. Fucking great. More who, J. Jonah Jameson. And more of this writer and art duo. Yeah. Who, uh, who was by, um, uh, written by Derek Landy and written by Philippe Andrade. Mm. Um, Andrade? I don't know. I feel like he's, I, I recognize his name from a comic that we've spoken about in the past. Yeah. 
I loved this. Yeah. This was so cool. Did he do... Maybe he did Kingpin. Did he do, oh, oh, maybe. Kingpin. It looks yeah. really similar. Yeah. Um, but he draws a great Jameson. And this is like a really great story about about him kind of changing the way he kind of tells stories about mm-hmm. the superhero universe. He almost has a change of heart where he mm. always tries to condemn them, but then realizes that, you know, they, they have to, you know... The re- the reason that they you know make the hard decisions is actually because of regular people, not because they are superheroes. Mm. They they do what they do to to save everybody else. Mm. Yeah, um, and he decides not to not to be mean to Hawkeye or something. I don't know. Yeah. And finally, we got a little update on uh, the Nick Fury sto- Nick Fury story that um, uh, Declan Shalvey is writing and drawing, and uh, it's worth checking out just for this amazing double page spread of yeah. Nick Fury shooting someone across two pages. Really cool. Yep, very, very great use of space. Declan Shelby's the best. <laughs> He's awesome. Um, on the uh, non-Civil War II tie-in issues of uh, of Marvel, three of my favorite comics of this week, at least three. Mm. Um, oh, can I just quickly mention, I just I read one more Civil War tie-in. Oh, I did read Totally Awesome Hulk, which I actually really like and has really great art from um, Mike, Mike Del Mundo. Del Mundo. Oh, boy. Look how cool that is. Look at what a cool Hulk he draws. More Mike Del Mundo in all of my comics, please. So is um, this Amadeus Cho reacting to the death of Bruce? Yeah, it's Amadeus Cho reacting to the death of Bruce and reacting to the fact that everyone is watching him now. Right. Um, because he is he is obviously the Hulk that they should have killed, guys, clearly. But the final page, Hulkbuster Black Panther. Wow. Isn't that cool? Good fun. Um, actually, really fun. Really fun issue. If you... If you like Hulk comics, Greg Pak knows how to write Hulk. Hulkbuster Iron Man showed up at the end of Uncanny Avengers to uh, try and take down Hank Pym. Oh, Ultron. yeah. True. He did too. A lot oh. of Hulk busting. Cool. That's all we need to say about that, that issue. That, yeah. is, that issue was just like, okay, cool. All right. Now we can move on. I read that. Um, uh, so, yeah, the, the, the uh, my absolute favorite comics that Mar- Marvel put up, a bunch of them actually. Yeah. There were uh, some great comics from Marvel this week. Um, I loved The Mighty Thor number nine by Jason mm. Aaron and Russell Dorderman. Um, I loved Howard the Duck number nine. Uh-huh. I thought was maybe the best issue of Howard the Duck. Um, yeah. By Chip Zdarsky and uh, Joe Quinones. I fucking loved The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number 10. Yep. And I loved Mockingbird number five. Yeah. And I would add to that, I loved. Black Panther issue four. You're not on board. I'm not on board. Let's talk about this one first. And Moon Girl and Devil Dine as well. Also, um, I just I, Black Panther is so weird to me. I feel like I should love it, but it's it, it is a chore to get through. Really, I feel like every issue it's just been like ramping up for me, and they're exploring so many cool ideas and so many sections of Wakanda and all these different stories. Like, I'm not even. I'm usually someone who like skips over sort of bonus material and doesn't really pay attention. But like, I was really studying the map in the back and like. Reading everything because I just think it's like super interesting what he's doing. Okay, so a character in this that I've never seen before mm-hmm. will start talking in a 400 word filled word balloon. Yeah! I will start reading it and then I will start thinking about the fruit I ate that day and then I'll start thinking about the shoes I used to wear when I was eight and then I'll start thinking yeah. about like maybe one day I might want to go in a hot air balloon <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh fuck, I'm at the bottom of the page and I, instead of actually reading it, I've just been thinking about the dumbest shit in the universe. Yeah, so then I, I have to go and reread the page. I, I feel like I, I feel like it took me the length, like the same amount of time to read this one issue that it took to read every other comic Marvel put out this week. Really? I, I yeah, I, I can understand that. It is definitely wordy and it's very like, Political and ideas about politics and how you run a nation. It makes me feel stupid. 
Really? Like, and, and, I, and I just not because I not because no, I don't yeah. understand what's happening. Yeah. Just, I just don't care. Mm. And, and and I really really want to be grabbed by this comic, and, and and it makes me feel like a real idiot for not being grabbed by it. Mm. Well, I no, I think I think it's also like he's not a comic book writer. So I think some of the pacing is a little bit weird and off, but I like I am very grabbed by it. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, well, I, I like Zeke Stain, um, yeah, Ob- Obadiah Stain's son shows up in this, and he that was, was used cool. to great effect in uh, Matt Fraction's Iron Man run, and that made me like, okay, cool, all right, I'm 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 on board for this next issue. Um, look, I, I'm on board just because I think it's a really important comic that's coming out right now, but it's really disappointing to me that how it hasn't grabbed me yet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but the ones that have. Oh boy! Holy, Unbeatable holy Squirrel Girl had like easily the best cover art of this week, which Absolutely. is uh, Mole Man saying "Milady" as he taps his uh, fedora, which is just brilliant. It's just like the internet has fully taken over this comic, and it's the best. But this comic and Howard the Duck are just just two very very successful comedy comics that actually make you laugh openly yeah. and loudly in public places. Absolutely. Squirrel Girl is so funny. I feel like a chump for not having been reading it this whole time. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a run that I really want to go back and collect every issue of and have forever. And Erica um, Henderson is so, so good. She's so good. Oh, my goodness. So at the bottom of every page of, of Squirrel Girl comics, um, you have like a, a line or two of text, which I think is meant to be Tippy, the, um, the squirrel. Oh, really? Um, I, I was trying to figure out who it's supposed to be in the voice of because sometimes I like that. Just I like. I mean, it's definitely in the voice of Ryan North, and it's something that he used to do in dinosaur comics. Yeah, He'd have the sort of old text. The, sub, and the stuff. old text, yeah, yeah. But yeah. this is uh, it's just it's so fucking funny. It's so funny, and, yeah. and it's just like like he'll just pick up on something that that's been said or happened in one of the panels, and then just elaborate on it, or mm. like give you an alternate version of what could have happened or why someone said something or other things they believe. And it's a super dense read, but in like the best possible way where I take a really long time reading every single and like checking every single panel for, you know, sight gags and extra little bits of dialogue. And it's, it's super. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a long read, but it's one that you don't want to end. Mm. And I would say the same of, uh, of Howard the Duck this week too. Absolutely. And this is a book that I wasn't sure about when it first started with Zadarsky. I love Chip Zadarsky's work on, mm-hmm. on sex criminals and I love his, what he's doing at Jughead, but Howard the Duck, I wasn't sold on straight away so much so that I dropped the first run he did after three or so issues. And um, Wayne, one of our um, staff members at King's is like the biggest Howard the Duck fan of all time. Yeah, he, he has mental issues. He has mental issues. <laughs> and he um, he has been hating the Chip Zdarsky run. Like he hates it. You can, you, you, issue... can, you can hear his thoughts on his comic book podcast, <laughs> Mental Issues. <laughs> <laughs> he actually does have a podcast about the NBA. That's right. Yeah. Um, but he loved this issue. So I feel like that's a big... So this is like a um, an insane issue in which you have Leah Thompson, the uh, the '80s actress and, mm-hmm. and, and, and an actor in her own right these days too. I don't know what she's been in Me since neither. Caroline in the City, but uh, she was uh, she played Howard the Duck's love interest in the uh, much made fun of uh, Howard the Duck movie of the mm-hmm. '80s. Um, and uh, in this issue, you have her show up requesting Howard the Duck's investigative help mm-hmm. because she has been having visions of Howard the Duck, um, but not the Howard the Duck we know. And then it turns out that the movie was is actually real in the Marvel Universe. And of course, it's been created by... Um, uh, Morbo, right? Is Mojo. Mo- Mojo. Mo- fuck. <laughs> Sparky. <laughs> Mojo. Wait, I don't know who the fuck Morbo is. Hey, Marvel, create a character called Morbo. Um, Mojo is uh, a guy who basically makes entertainment for himself out and he of just pitting superheroes against each other. He steals the X Men. Yeah. 
Um, there, there was a great uh, Spider-Man and, and Wolverine run that Jason Aaron run Rent did uh, that was all about Mojo. Um, and he shows up in this and it's just like, like it, it, I can't do this story justice in descriptions. No. It's, it's so much fun. There's so much going on and you pour over every single panel. Um, and uh, Chip Zdarsky does those, you know, weird editor's notes that, that you know, comics have been doing since yeah. since the 60s and 70s where they'll be like, you know, to see what Thor does now, go read Thor number 72. Yeah. You know, Simper and Steve or whatever. Yeah. But Chip does this as, as himself and just does weird asides. I love it. And, um... Uh, like, you know, he talks about, like, one of the characters mentions Medusa, and then Chip pops in and says, Medusa, the inhuman who can control hair. Not the hair of others, just hers. She's not like the Magneto of hair, <laughs> Chip. And then there's another panel immediately after saying, hmm, the Magneto of hair, <laughs> Chip. <laughs> and I would absolutely read <laughs> a Magneto of hair book. <laughs> um, Is this also the issue that um, with Johnny Storm? Yes. Oh, my that, God. That's at the same scene. That is, like, my favorite Johnny Storm cameo in anything where he just shows up and is like, everyone stop flirting with me. I am a taken man. <laughs> no one is flirting with him. Yeah. This, I read this book on a bus and laughed way too loudly, like five times. Nice. And I, I had to show everyone my wedding ring. It was like, it's fine. I can do this. It's fine, guys. <laughs> I'm Don't already worry about married. <laughs> She's already signed on. Yeah. Um, Finally, not even finally, we've still got more. Oh, Marvel was, had a great week this yeah. week. And it was like, I don't know, I feel like the, the the contrast of just a bunch of generally okay DC books yeah. versus just like, just celebrating half the Marvel comic books I read. Like, oh yeah, I mean, Civil War 2 is a, is a, is, is a big old turd really, but, but the Marvel is still doing so many books that are so different to each yeah. other. Um, you know, not one of these could be considered house style. And last year I said Jason Aaron's Thor run was my favorite Marvel comic of the year. Mm-hmm. And he just continues just knocking every issue out of the park with not just a great, you know, story for Jane Foster as Thor, but you have a beautiful Loki moment that we've not Absolutely. seen Loki kind of portray almost ever. Yeah. Like this really tender moment between him and his mother that he's portrayed. He had to betray her and, you know, he's appearing mm. using magic. No one else can see him. Odin can't see him there. And like, like to have that as like the, um, the, the prologue. Yeah. It was just, it's just wild. And then we just get this great story. I love that, that, she, that he's brought Roz. Is that Roz? Oh, um, I don't know. The, the, shield, the shield. No, no, no. It's not Daisy. Daisy's. Oh, is she the car? I don't know. I don't know what's <laughs> no, going on. Daisy's what's her name who can shoot the things from the Secret Warriors. Oh, okay. I don't know who anyone <laughs> is. Um, but also Russell Dorderman, man. Or not. Yeah. Just knocking it out of the park every issue. Yeah. And I love, I love the sort of, um, you know, all the stuff's happening with Jane Foster, but there's also the ongoing development of what is going on in Asgard and totally. Asgardia. And it's so much going on. Again, another one that's impossible to describe properly and yeah. give everything the, the justice it's wants, especially when it's like 1130 at night mm. and uh, you're still processing a really terrible movie you saw tonight. Um, or an amazing movie. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, I also love that they uh, have kind of turned the biggest threat from the um, the first arc of this series, mm. um, Dario Aga, mm-hmm. who can transform into a minotaur. Uh, he's. They now have to band together to save him before a protocol gets put into place, which destroys Manhattan in his absence from so uh, his board. It's so great. There's so many insane, wacky ideas, and uh, Jason Aaron is just. He just knows what he's doing on this I comic, and, and it's amazing that like we have a Thor comic where Odin's son isn't even in it, and you just don't even care. 
you know like i don't even necessarily like yeah i care a little bit when like finding out what happens to him but i could i could have jane foster as thor forever but then you find out that jason aaron is about to do an an a special otis and otis and only comic and you get very very excited it is exciting jason aaron just never please never leave marvel yeah just do at least do one comic for your entire for your life there um mockingbird number five chelsea kane and um great art in this one by um ibrahim mustafa so this is like a weird series so far in that apparently you can read every issue yeah, out I of wanna, order. I need to go back and read this because like every issue has been totally standalone and this is kind of where it starts coming back together and tying it in and you can tell they're doing some clever screenwriting. Yeah, kind of I really junk. love Chelsea Kane. They are, she's like, she, so like, good. One, because she does a great job writing this book, but also because in like the letters section, she will write like, you know, yeah. a, little, a little rant about what she's trying to do with this book mm-hmm. and... She just is very likable. And She's extremely likable, and she writes an extremely likable um, Bobby. So in this one, we Who's kind of... Whose character I've never cared about. Yeah, Mockingbird. Who, who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, uh, she... Mo- this kind of, like, answers a lot of questions uh, that were raised in the first issue of this, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, wraps up a lot of things that are happening, and we see her... She's been infected w- with a virus mm-hmm. at, in, like, issue four of this, and we see her use the, the virus to... She kind of... The virus gives her powers... And um, this is like a weird team up between her, Howard the Duck, and Miles Morales as Spider Man to take on a bunch of zombies. So great! Like that's a, if you if you are not reading this book, that should sell you. It, that, that's a that's a that's a great team up. Uh, um, and the cover they've just released the cover for issue eight in um in previews, and it's just her standing in some water with a cocktail, wearing a t shirt that says "Ask me about my feminist agenda." <laughs> <laughs> it's just so knowing. I love it. It's I just, love it's it. It's so unapologetically yeah. forward thinking. It's and, just the best. It's yeah. so funny. Um, yeah, it's really great. Um, I also read uh, Jason Latour's Spider Gwen issue ten. Off. What I, so? I feel like I'm 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 about ready to drop Spider Gwen. Yeah, I don't I don't really care. Like this has like an alternate version of of, uh, of Frank Castle, mm. who's nowhere near the level of badass that he is in six one six. Um, and he teams up with Craven the Hunter in this to try and reveal Spider-Gwen's identity. I love the artwork in this, which is by um, um, Robbie Rodriguez. A lot yeah. of Rodriguez is in, on, on, the, on the show this week. Um, the artwork is why you should read this book. Um, but I'm, I found it quite hard to read, to yeah, be honest. I was really on board with reading all the Spider-Girl, twi- Spider-Women mm. titles after the Spider-Woman event, and now I just kind of want to go back to only reading Spider-Woman. Yeah, same, actually. Cool. Um, finally, I read all new, all different Avengers issue twelve by Mark Wade. There's his name again, Same. and art by Mahmoud Azra. This is a, a three-part story. The final final chapter in this of uh, all of the all new, all different Avengers stuck on another planet, uh, in which is being um, ruled by um, what's his name again? What's this guy's name again? He's the the, the insect. Annihilus. I love Annihilus so much so that I can never remember his name. Um, but it brings on this great. Uh, kind of uh, weird gimmick of where, where they get given these bands where basically like uh, it's, the issue opens with Miles Morales stuck on this in this dimension with Annihilus mm. and he's wearing these bands that if you wear the other bands and tap them together you switch places with the person wearing the bands so at are they one- Quasar's bands? No, 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 no. Quasar's somewhere else um, I just assumed bracelet based power <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if swapping with anyone who also wears brand- bands is that kind of a power <laughs> to have in day to day but I throughout was throughout the issue, every almost every member of the All New Avengers team uh, like switch places mm. with Miles, and, and to, it's to a funny Annihilus. like way of making them work as a team, but individually. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, re- I really enjoyed this. I, I've been really, really off the like Mark Wade's run, but this this three parter really got me back on board. Mm. And then all that is going to turn to shit because next week is when it finally, next month is when it when it when it ties into Civil War too. I've lamented that too, way too many times. It's almost like my trope now. Um, it also in this issue it kind of uh, has has like a, a two pages about um, this new wasp hanging out with Jeanette Van Dyne. I don't care about that no, at all. No, me neither. Just give me weird space adventures with the Avengers, please. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm tired of things having like more of a, you know, I just want it to be a fun story. I don't yeah, really I know. care about I'm, the future. I'm a bit done with like emotions. Yeah. Um, fuck emotions, y'all. Fuck emotions. One that I have, one that I'm reading, which is. It's so good, and I really do think you should catch right. up. Um, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur continues to be like just super excellent, written by um, Brandon Montclair and Amy Reader, with art by Natasha Bustos. Um, this is about like the young Inhuman. Oh, God who damn! Can, look at that. Yeah, art. I mean the art and the so colors. Good. Okay, cool. Oh my and, God, and there's Lego in this. There's Lego in this because my only the only thing I like more than comics is Lego Lego bricks. <laughs> um, because um, Moon Girl has been put into a special... <laughs> she's been put into the special class. <laughs> um, because she's so intelligent and they don't understand her. Um, and there's a sort of junior Cree captain coming to um, take her away. And she's like, I have a, I have a See, massive dinosaur whose right. mind I can switch Why with. aren't I reading this? You it's, would it's, love It's comics this. like this that... Like this is why Marvel always has the edge on DC because they just let a comic like this happen. Yeah, and because it's it's not connected to Civil War at all, I don't think it will tie in. It exists completely on its own, and it's so brilliant and so fun. Although at the end of the issue, we do see one um, one other Marvel character show up, who is in also because, because Moon Moon Girl is is uh, is an Inhuman, right? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, I, I like that they've done. With with this and Ms. Marvel, two very different comics that are very different to what the rest of the Inhumans are doing. Like Absolutely. the fact that they're Inhuman is like this, you know, side note. Yeah, that's that's, all, that's just like that's how, how they got, got their, their powers, powers and exactly. that's it. Yeah, it doesn't cool. matter. All right, I'm gonna, I've got the um the timely uh, collection mm. of the three the first three issues of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Can you find me the rest at work this week? Oh, uh, I can try. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That is the Marvel wrap up. Marvel's <gasps> done. DC's done. Holy All the first moly. issues are done. We've got a handful of books left, and uh, boy, oh boy, don't you go anywhere because we've got some good ones. We've got Jupiter's Legacy, mm-hmm. Archie, and Divinity. They're, mm-hmm. the, they're the good ones, and then we had some not so good ones as well. Oh, did I miss Divinity? Oh, oh man, let's talk about that one first, so I can ruin it for you. Oh, so Divinity two. I'm so terrible at finding comics for myself. Someone commented on our on our Facebook post this week, um, saying um, you should talk about this. Is, I love your podcast, but it's only an eight of a, eight out of ten because you don't talk about Valiant comics enough. So yeah. this is for you, guy. Um, Valiant had done this. I just, I, it's not so much an event comic; it's just like this separate story. Um, Divinity is a story written by Matt Kent that came out last year, and it's about three cosmonauts that were sent into space and encountered a Fantastic Four esque kind of. Uh, thing that gave them powers then one returns to earth and all of america kind of ban- and all the, all the valiant heroes band together to to kind of you know stop him from destroying everything and they and they put him in a cell um and then uh you know all's good and i, I think i've never actually read the first of any but i, I think that's from the from you the don't need to recaps. the series which no, is absolutely. why it's so brilliant um so this is about the the what the second cosmonaut mm-hmm. a, a lady returning to um returning to Earth and going straight to Russia, seeing what has happened to Russia uh, in this day and age and mm-hmm. trying to rectify that situation. And so uh, the Americans uh, released Divinity, who is the first cosmonaut, to deal with uh, this return cosmonaut. And mm. it's this incredible time-traveling, mind-bending adventure 
in which uh, she realizes that you can't actually ultimate alter time. You can just nudge it in, in, in the right direction. Mm. And uh, I, it was such a satisfying end and even more satisfying. I won't ruin how it ends. It's just, it just is a really brilliantly wrapped up comic, but immediately is that the final issue. Yeah. It's four oh, issues. Man. And then, and then, and then, and then at the end of the year in December, we're getting divinity three <laughs> and guess what the, the tagline of it is. Stalin verse yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the, the craziest thing about this is that you have a lot of real life characters um, you know issue one in, you, you've got Putin mm-hmm. in it and then uh, Stalin's in it and uh, who's the politician uh, I think uh, Mikhail Michael uh, he has like the red Gorbachev? spot yeah, Gorbachev? he has yeah. the, the yeah, red yeah, spot yeah, on his yeah, forehead yeah. he's in it too oh, amazing Sparky <laughs> <laughs> Sparky um <laughs> Yeah, uh, I really, I just thought this, this is like a must read. This yeah, is, this absolutely. Is one of the best comics I've read this week. And I, I, the Comicsology had a sale on all Valiant collections over mm. the weekend. So I picked up the first Divinity mm. for like three bucks. Oh, nice. And also an important point is that um, this weekend is the King's Comics um, by Indie Comics zine fair and sale and um, Valiant will be included in that 25% off. So it's a good opportunity to get in and get some of those yeah. books because it's like Valiant have just been killing it you know what I, I like this event so much that even though i've just bought it digitally i'll probably just buy the trade of divinity yeah. number one like and, and it, it was nominated for an eisner mm-hmm. um yeah this is good comics good this comics, is you should guys. you should be read you should just go pick up divinity mm. um and even even um 4001 ad which i read issue three of this week which is the big valiant tie-in i wasn't um, loving this one so much less good I, less good than divinity but still good comics still great comics i think yeah um I, i'm really really keen to read jeff lemire's um uh, what's his uh, the character he writes? Um, we wrote, we talked about him last week. Mm. You know, no, oh, it's gone. You, do, you 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 talked about him. Who is it again? Come on. Uh, what does he do? <laughs> no, he, the, he's he's like one of the main characters. He'll be, he'll be oh, Rai. He'll be or... in the back of this. Uh, Bloodshot. Bloodshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took a while. That. Someone Not was right. pounding their head against the desk because they yelled that into their headphones. Sorry, guys. <laughs> right into us. Siobhan will send you a free bars. Everyone will be fine. But yeah, Valiant Comics. Uh, my New Year's resolution, uh, which yeah. I'm making in July, <laughs> August. Fuck, it's August now. Jesus, Jesus um, is that I'm going to read it's like every Valiant comic that comes yeah. out now and try and go back and read the good stuff from the past. So it's if if you want to recommend any Valiant titles to us, um, if you're a Valiant fan, please, uh, please we're do. all is facebook.com slash serious issues podcast. Also, we're on Twitter now. Oh, we're on Twitter. We have nice. nine followers as we record this episode. So please, you know, make it ten. Uh, <laughs> And follow us at at Sirius underscore underscore issues. Nice. Also tweet at whoever fucking uh, registered Sirius issues. Mm. Just one word uh, in 2011 and hasn't done one tweet. Yeah. Shame jerk. on you. Shame on you. What a jerk. Oh, we'll buy it off you for a few, one fruit basket. <laughs> Jupiter's Legacy number two, um, written by Mark Millar, written by Frank. Sorry, art by Frank Quietly. Um, Which is why you should read this image. comic. You should also read this comic because it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, but it's ninety percent great because of Frank Quietly. Holy shit! This is, and this is not just Frank Quietly. This is like, this is peak Frank Quietly. This yeah, is, this, this is, is really amazing. We three, All Star Superman. Yeah, Frank Quietly. Um, there are, there are moments in this book that are so intricate that I feel like he must have drawn it on like a wall. Yeah, and then they <laughs> scanned his fucking house to try and get like the level of detail in this. Like, you know, he could draw one issue a, a year and I'd mm. be like, I, I understand why that would take that long. Totally, totally. Have my money. <laughs> this is just a brilliant book that uh, 
is is incredible. And and and, and you know, basically, you have uh, these two superheroes, fa- a family of superheroes, uh, freeing all of their villains to help fight the uh, the old superheroes who mm-hmm. have turned bad and kind of taken over the government, mm-hmm. um, and, and they're trying Little to take brother. everything into their own hands. And they free someone that has like reality altering mm. par- powers in this, and he kind of looks like like. I don't know, like Lando. Yeah, yeah, and, like a Lando but, magician. Yeah, and, and also like I don't know, like Little Richard or something. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, he's got a big flowing he's cape. He's got like big old hair and a mustache. Freddie Mercury. I don't know. He's, yeah. he's like you know he's just a awesome awesome character who can do crazy, you know, mind bending, mm-hmm. wild shit. And uh, I also love the um, the the enemy they're fighting here. With a yeah. sword, and when she cuts that fucking dragon's head in half, mm-hmm. there's so much good stuff going on in here. Yeah, it's a good comic. I'm gonna. Um, I think I need to go back and read the other Jupiter's Legacy stuff because yes, it is that. Good. I, I picked up the trades of uh, was it called Jupiter's Circle, which is like oh, the yeah. prequel to this stuff. Um, yeah, and I'm also gonna go re- read the last uh, Jupiter's Legacy again. So I, you know, that, that's the thing. I'm not entirely sure what's going on half the time in this comic, but mm. I'm fine with it because totally. it's just so well written and and and, and, and well drawn. Absolutely. Yeah, man, it's a good 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 week this week for for this. We should have maybe kicked off with these ones so <laughs> before we started ragging all over DC. Uh, if you've made it this far, enjoy the enjoy us saying good things. Yeah, <laughs> Archie number ten. Ah, oh, man. I said of Archie number nine. I think this is my favorite issue of the series so far. But no, I was wrong. Issue number ten, easily, easily, my favorite oh, of this. Man. And and also. Like, you know, we sing Mark Wade's praises. We have already this episode three mm. times already. But uh, Veronica Fish, I was not sure of because, you know, the, the difference after going from Fiona Staples mm. to her, like she had a hard job. Yeah. There's a massive shoes to fill. She and is, I wasn't sure she did at first, but I'm in love with her art she style now. nailed it. She has done such an incredible job on this book. Um, oh, so man. in this issue, um, we, uh, we see... Basically, like you know, Archie has a has a you know penchant for fucking things up beyond all repair. I love it. I love so much how my, how they've really taken like the inherent clumsiness of Archie and turned that into like his most compelling flaw. Like, yeah. he just fucks things up. Like, not not just out of clumsiness, but by you know being at the wrong wrong place at the wrong time, and just doing and, things badly for yeah. some reason. Yeah, it's it's really great trait. Like you know, he's 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 the hero of this book, but mm. he's like you know the least competent person in the book. Yeah. Um. And there are a lot of great gags in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite of which um, is uh, you, you see, basically it revolves around a, a teacher at, at Archie's school who's a hard ass mm-hmm. um, going up against um, Veronica's dad, Mr. Hodge. Um, they're both running for mayor. And um, there are flashbacks of uh, this hard ass teacher um, throughout time being awful to, to various students of his. And one of them is, is a flashback uh, to someone who is obviously Moose's dad and uh, he is he, the teacher is making him write lines on a chalkboard I will not name my future son Moose and that made me just have to put the book down and, and laugh very heartily my favourite joke um, was Archie and Veronica are talking about all the things that Archie is Archie is fucked up and Veronica goes I was pretty annoyed that time you gave my car to that chimpanzee and Archie goes I thought he was a valet <laughs> but it's so sold because Veronica Fish does this like he's still, like he's all hunched down in the car looking really embarrassed with his hands over his face and it's just brilliant it's so funny yeah 
Um, there's also a brilliant scene where with where Betty and Saeed are playing catch yep. in the, in the in the backyard, and she, you know she's taking out her anger mm. on the baseball, and Saeed has to catch all these incredibly well thrown books, mm. but uh, sorry bowls or, or pitches, yeah. pitches, Jesus, wrong sport. <laughs> um, but you know, laughs and great moments aside, this is the first oh. Archie issue that Mark Wade's done with a real emotional gut punch. That ending just destroyed me like yep um you know they've hinted at what's happened between archie and betty Mm -hmm. since the beginning of this series and this is just archie fucking up more than he ever has before yeah and it's really um i feel like it it's a like one thing that maybe mark wade understands even better than adam hughes who's writing benny and veronica is like this core fundamental difference between betty and veronica that oh, Betty way more than, than Adam just this is Betty slightly wishes she was a Veronica. Yeah, you know, and it's really it's heartbreaking. This was this was I I was like I I texted you as soon as I finished yeah. reading this issue. I was just like this is like what a brilliant comic. So brilliant, so so brilliant, and like just the the yeah like the whole way through, Archie is giving you visual clues of like what the big fight is about and all that kind of stuff, and it's just it's so clever, it's so good, man. I feel like of all, I mean, we haven't finished yet, but I'm, I'm telling you now that the next three comics we talk about, oh no, I love East, East of West. There are a few mm. comics that I'm talking about that are definitely not going to make my top list at the end of the year. Mm. But in this ish- episode of Serious Issues Alone, mm. between Archie, Jupiter's Legacy, Divinity, Thor, Squirrel mm-hmm. Girl, Mockingbird, Howard the Duck, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman. Like those are all some of my absolute favorite yeah. comics so far this year. Like they'll, they'll all be in my top 10. Absolutely. This is a really great week for comics. Absolutely. Um, East of West by Jonathan Hickman and Nick Dragotta. Um, just continuing on this, like just crazy end of the world, apocalypse, crazy people situation. Just introduce like, a whole buttload more characters. Um, I don't know. It's, this, this is my, this is my favorite confusing read every, every month. Mm. And I actually, I've, I've found that I enjoy it a lot more if I've, if I, I used to leave it at the end of my pile, mm-hmm. and now I put it straight to the top. So I read this immediately after um, Civil War Two, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's a good it's a good one to read earlier on. Mm. I don't I don't know who's going to get anything out of that information. Certainly not anyone listening. So apologies, fruit <laughs> baskets. Um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number pink, <laughs> um, two of six. I had an epiphany while reading this issue. Oh yeah. Why the fuck am I even bothering <laughs> reading any Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? What was I thinking? Is it- book no it's not fun nah, it's come not on, good. it's good i really like this as someone who like does not know anything about power rangers does not care is not reading the main power ranger series i really like this i think that brendan fletcher is like a good writer i think he gets, I do, I do too. i think he gets teenage girls in a way that makes me uncomfortable so i was reading this and i was reading the main series of mm-hmm. mighty Morphin power rangers that power boom rangers. are putting out but in both but they both exist in completely different timelines yeah like this is the same pink power ranger i think that it's like that's in the main title yeah. except she's since retired oh. and then you have all of these other power rangers in here like the, the green Power Ranger is already the white Power Ranger in this book. And I was like, oh my God, which version is which version? And then I was like, hold on a minute. Why am I giving this any <laughs> of time? I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm too old for this shit. I don't need to you care about... Down, you can't start down that path of I'm too old to care about this shit because all, we are all too old to care about any of this, this shit. Was, this was the straw that broke my back. I, could, <laughs> I, I, I just... I can't give... Mighty Morphin Power Rangers any, any time. I'm so Fair sorry. Enough. 
I, I've put all the issues that I already have in a mm. bag and they're being returned to King's Aww, Comics. The so uh, bag. If, if you want to have the now now quite hard to find mm. zero, one, and two of this series, uh, mm-hmm. they're going to be on the King's Comics shelves in a matter of days. Well, I quite enjoyed this issue. I so think Siobhan, it's really going to pick them and all Daniel up before N- you do. Nicolo does really good work. Very so pretty Power Rangers. This is about the pink Power nice. Ranger who's not the pink Power Ranger anymore being in France, trying to save her family from being turned into weird gremlin things. But it's much more readable than he makes that sound. <laughs> it's, not, it's not. I'm out. I'm out, guys. Fine. No Power Rangers for me. Sorry. Uh, finally, May number three over at Dark Horse. Uh, I got confused by this because... Yeah, I got confused with this. this No, I got Uh, confused because I was like, why why did I say I'd read issue three? Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Yes. I'm out. High five. Let's do a nice crisp. Oh. <laughs> so Siobhan has a, a like a little brace on her hand this week because yeah. I'm very tough. You've been doing boxing. Um, yeah. No one fight me, please. Oh, I'm sure you're a I'm better boxer than I am. I'm learning to box. But I just high fived her in the in the boxing hand. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, both my wrists are really fucked. <laughs> I just thought I thought I'd look too stupid with both um, wrists braced up. Apologies to Gene Ha for high fiving over the fact that we don't have to read your comic anymore. But we yeah. read too many guys. Yeah. I, come on, guys. I, I, by Give the end of my break. pile, I'm just looking for any excuse to <laughs> to stop reading them. I think we culled some this week. Though. We That's did. Good. I definitely culled. I culled a bunch of comics yeah. this week. So, um, yeah, May is a you know a, a, a fantasy comic. At the end of the day, it's just not my thing. No, and it's it's another one of those books that suffers of being about teenage girls, but being written by yes. um, an older man. Which you don't have to be a teenage girl to write like a teenage girl, but just talk to one. Yeah, I mean, like Mark Wade copped a bunch of flack for being announced as yeah. the guy who's writing the um, is it Champions? The, uh, the man that is like. <sighs> Sorry, <laughs> I just got a little bit. But because the the team on Champions are like the people who wrote, like that's the team that wrote Impulse, you know, and like yeah, yeah. some of my favorite, like Young Justice and like awesome, awesome kids comics, and they get that. I'm really psyched. Yeah. So Mark Way got a bunch of like hate, like you know, grown mm. old man trying to write young characters, and he just kind of he was like, "Are you not aware of any of the other comics I'm writing at the yeah. moment?" Like the language in Archie, yeah, is. Fine. It's and you so compare good. it to that it's in just Benny and normal. Veronica. It's, oh, you know? God. It was, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, lots of good comics this yeah. week. And, uh, and the bad ones we dropped. Yay. Don't worry about it. No more. If we're going to try and complain a lot less on this show, unless it's about Civil War 2. <laughs> <laughs> unless we absolutely have to. Um, there are a few bonus episodes of uh, Serious Issues out this week. One of them mm. is already up. It is uh, all about the aforementioned uh, King's Comics zine fair. This Saturday, August 6th. Um, we had a, uh, a chat with some uh, zine creators, Jonathan Valenzuela, who does the Tilted Page, and uh, Andrew Rolf, who mm-hmm. does uh, a series of comics uh, through his imprint, yep. which is a self-published imprint called Halloween Alley. One of them is called Catnapped, and mm-hmm. uh, both of those will be on sale at King's Comics this uh, this week. Yeah. We also spoke to uh, Shane Dodgy Tiderman, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he does a... Um, uh, a uh, an indie comics podcast called uh, Flipside Focus. Yep. Um, and uh, we spoke to him about some indie comics that we should be reading right now. Um, so maybe some recommendations if you're heading to the big sale this weekend. Um, but uh, yeah, you should go and check that out. That's in the feed already. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should definitely see you hopefully this weekend at uh, the King's Comics Zine Fair. Yeah, come say hi. I'll be there all day. Which is uh, at King's Comics 310 Pitt Street, Sydney from 11 till 3. But the sale on is on all day. All day. Cool. I'll be there. Yeah, it's good. It's really like it's a good opportunity to pick up some some cool stuff because there's so much on sale. Yeah, and plus, like, also like buying buying a buying a you know a little comic a zine that someone's made yeah. from, from scratch from the person that made it is is a really special feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, every dollar you give them is going to them and them only. And yeah, and to 
make more make more comics. Exactly. Very cool stuff. Um, mm. We were also going to be releasing a little mini episode that we recorded at Event Cinemas tonight mm-hmm. um, for the uh, movie Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to an event and we kind of did a bunch of Vox Pops with a bunch of uh, cosplayers and, and comic book fans as they left the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be sharing our thoughts on that movie here and on my other podcast, Hey Fam, in the next week. Nice. Um, you can uh, find us online, facebook.com slash serious issues or serious issues at kingscomics.com. We got an amazing uh, yeah. email this week from a, a fan of ours that uh, lives in Texas. Yeah, Daniela. Um, that, I'm like, I'm such an embarrassing human, but I got really like, oh, like a little bit emotional. Like, that's so nice. Thank you so much for that message. I really appreciated should it. I, should I read the message? Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a good message yeah. um, uh, So uh, Daniela writes to us uh, From Texas, I already said that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm buying time as I find the message Here it is Hi guys, I listen to your podcast from Tomball, Texas She's laughing at me right now for mispronouncing that A town right side of Houston um, I just want to let you know, guys know that I'm a huge fan I've kind of listened to most of the main Big comic book podcasts on iTunes But honestly, none of them are As easy to listen to as yours also, I feel like a lot of them don't really talk too much about comic books. So I really appreciate the fact that you guys read tons of comics weekly just to review for the listeners. I write down the interesting sounding titles in my notes app as I listen to check out later. I love podcasts because I love listening to other like-minded people's opinions on things that I love, like comic books. I'm so glad I found it. I actually found, think I found it because Hope Larson, uh, who we spoke about earlier, she wrote mm-hmm. Batgirl, RT'd uh, Levens' tweet about the podcast talking about Goldie Vance, which is so good, by the way. Just caught up this week. But anyway, I'm glad I found it. Keep up the good work. I think this may be my favorite podcast that I currently listen to. Can't wait to hear your opinions on the DC titles this week, lol. I think <laughs> I loved all of Bat- Batfam. Batfam. Oh, the oh, Batfam. Batfam-related nice. uh, Bat titles and Wonder Woman as well. Anyway, I don't know what time it is in Sydney because time zones LMAO. <laughs> so I hope you both have a good morning, day, and night. You made my day so much nicer. Her Daniela. morning, day, and night. That was uh, lovely. Yeah, it was an amazing message, and you can uh, we love hearing from you. So please, uh, yeah, facebook.com slash serious issues podcast or serious issues at kingcomics.com mm-hmm. or on Twitter, Twitter serious now. underscore underscore issues. Don't forget there are two underscores there because damn you, the guy damn that you. stole serious issues and never used it. Uh, you can find Siobhan and I. I don't know if everyone's actually jotting down all of these various uh, uh, social no, media handles. <laughs> uh, Siobhan CBG yep. on uh, on Instagram. Siobhan, just, sorry, Siobhan. One day I'll, I'll just you know nail your name. I don't even know do if it. I'm pronouncing it correctly. What your I'll entire life you've been living a lie? Yeah, I don't really think about it when I say it. Siobhan, Siobhan, that's Siobhan, right. Siobhan, Siobhan. Yeah. Siobhan. Okay, cool. Uh, and uh, finally, you can find me at Levdog L E V D A W G. Say hey to us, ask us questions, and we will answer them on the show. Please we do. love hearing from you and. Uh, uh, if you uh, want to you know, do something nice for us, please head over to iTunes and leave us a nice review because that will help more people find us. Yeah. And uh, you know, you're know, you getting three episodes of Serious Issues this week yep. and that's something that we would like to do more and more in the future and uh, the more kind of support we have, the more opportunities we'll get to do that. Absolutely. So uh, thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week at Serious Issues. And like we say every week, Siobhan. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Stay serious. <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 